There's one. Set for stun. Three guys sitting in a dark room that smells like bad cucumbers. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Inconceivable! Now featuring 11. 11 listeners. This is a This is the unique peak. And welcome to another edition of uh, Somebody's uh, Brothers, Sisters, Times 2, 15, 17 Days of DragonCon. In other words, I have no idea how many days of DragonCon we're doing this year. And joining me as always... Uh, from the the bunker that uh has a spider pig, spider ham. Yep. Lee. Spider ham. Spider ham. This is the great thing about Zoom she's, is that. She's... What? Not for my. I'm, I, I'm, for, I'm dancing dear, spider. Dear pig. listener, <laughs> imagine someone just slightly shorter than Lee uh, dancing in front of I, Lee. And his and his little eyes changed too. Oh wow! Uh, yes, oh, that was actually pretty cool. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Bring that wait, back here. This again? I can bring it back. So you push one of his little earses, and his eyes change. Oh, that's uh, that's actually a uh, pretty pretty. Whoa! Oh, that's yeah. He has like oh, then he eyes. then he gets into oh, the wait. one. Okay, now I'm getting a little hypnotic. When right I now. Uh, when I wrong awesome. when I anyway. So uh, yeah, so we're doing a uh, uh, days of DragonCon now. Uh, yep. Indeterminate uh, number of days of DragonCon. That's I like that answer. But there will be DragonCon. Oh yeah, DragonCon still is going for three days this year. Uh, but the days of yes. DragonCon podcast is not fifty this year. And only three days, John. Ha ha. Yeah, I, I know. Took a well, day away as from as, it. as I said, as I said to Rachel, this means that we you owe us days next year. So it has no. to be what six next year. Um, um, oh. no, I don't want to panel. I don't, I, I barely talk by the end of Dragon Con as it is. Are you trying to kill me? <laughs> so that voice that is not Spider-Ham, which would have been really cool, is Seska. <laughs> That's John that is. That is Seska, the director of Fantasy Lit at Dragon Con, who is still the Fantasy Lit director at Dragon Con Goes Virtual. Hi, Seska. Hey, thank you for having me on here. And, you guys do always, this is always a fun thing I look forward to doing. I think I've done it every year as I've been a director. Uh, as far as we know, yes, you have. That We've sounds been, right. Uh, 12 years, 11, 12 years doing this. So. Oh, that's um, <laughs> No. But you haven't been. <laughs> we <laughs> have. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So real quick, did, is the official title for DragonCon this year, DragonCon Goes Virtual? Is that what it is? That yes. is the official okay title yes okay, so i don't think we I'm had one when we, when we talked to rachel the first in the first episode pushing for digi goes digi dragon con because uh my spawn loves digimon and honestly the song's really fun <laughs> okay well there you go at least it's not baby shark so is, is digicon taken probably is it has probably. to be right yeah i would have to think it would yeah so but anyway but i dragged on two friends tonight oh you yes, did. you did who'd you drag on i dragged on mel todd of Bad Ash Publishing, which is phenomenal, and um, and always bribe her with good with booze. She'll give you good books, guys. And John Hartness of Falstaff Books, which is up in 
uh, Charlotte, right? That's where you're located out of, John? Yes. And he has, there is something for everybody in his book catalog. It does not matter how esoteric you are. There's something for everybody in there. That is awesome. Well, Mel and John, thank you guys so much for being on. As we were doing a little bit with this year, while not only knowing not how many there, there is no set number of these that we are even trying to record. The other thing is we want to do something a little differently because one of the best parts of Dragon Con is meeting new people and finding new things. And as a publisher, I am sure both of you like people when they all of a sudden come up and go, oh, what's this book about? And you get to tell them. So how long have oh, you guys yeah. Been- <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay, Mel, go for it. How, how do I you mean, t- that's the best part is getting to is talk that- about your books. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- that's easy. That gives you something to talk about. Now, trying Always. to convince them to buy it sometimes is a little uh. bit more stressful. But talking about story, uh, John and I can t- sit here and talk about story all day long. He's a much better salesperson than I am. <laughs> no, I'm just very direct. People walk up to ah. the table. They stand there for a minute. I look them in the eye and say, buy my beep. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually looked at him and gone, buy it. So I don't, he goes, buy it. So I don't have to pack it. There you go. I've seen it work. I've seen that work though. Please buy it. The best part is when it works with really big hardbacks, because one, they're expensive. And two, they're heavy. They're heavy. So I win on both levels. They are very, very heavy, yes. And I would understand people that want to buy that maybe on Sunday or Monday of con. I've been looking at it, but they didn't want to carry it around all of con, so that would make a lot of sense. Well, you can put it in your hotel room. I mean, you don't have to carry it the entire time. I'm <laughs> well, sure some... I'm sure neither would mind if you carried it and held it out in front of you the entire yes, time. But I'm sure I mean, with I'll the make awesome. I'll make some kind of necklace for you. If ah. you're carry my thousand page Quincy Harker omnibus around your neck. I've seen him give people back. Okay. By people. I mean, I've seen him give me bags and go here. You bought books, go display. Mm -hmm. Last con we went to where actually all three of us were there. John, I was, I bought a bunch of stuff in the dealer's room, but it was all like little stuff. And he goes here, have this bag to put it in. Somebody goes, but your stuff's not in it. And he goes, who cares? She's still marketing my bag. It's still marketing your, <laughs> there you go, fall staff books. Always good. Yes. Um, and, John, just letting you know, because Dragon Con 2021 is going to be the year of the epic. So you having a couple of those necklaces out might not be a bad idea. I, I'm pretty sure that next year people will be slightly manic. There will be a level of uh, feral mania the next year. There's always a certain feral quality to the dealer room at certain <laughs> times of Dragon. That's yep. why I only set foot in that place if I have a signing mm. during the parade or on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> All three of those are probably the best times to go there. So, If I have a signing, I can cut the line. I don't ah. cut the line normal times because that's rude but if i have a signing i can cut the line and then during the parade well everybody's on the street yeah but if if you stay at 
any of the hotels that aren't the Westin, getting to the America's Mart is once the feet? parade has started yes. is its own little adventure. It's challenging. Yeah. Challenging is a great word. I like that word, Mel. Yeah. And I did not. And it also requires you to have not been so. drinking first thing in the morning because otherwise you will get vertigo. Don't drink first thing do, in the morning. Do you speak from personal experience? Okay. I hadn't even been drinking, but have you ever re- rode the escalator for the Peachtree Station? Uh, yes. yes, I have. Oh, it is a 45 degree angle. It's and terrifying. It might be a 90 degree down angle. At I'm pretty sure I'm that so that's glad one of I'm those things wrong. they would never build it yeah. that way again because building code wouldn't allow it. Oh, yeah. It is yeah, absolutely it's... terrifying to go up. I think going down is scarier, but going up, I'm always like, please, please, please don't get stuck. Well, no, no, going up, I don't have to look. That's true. Because I can look up. Going mm-hmm. down, there's this, this fascination that you have to look and you have to hold on because mm-hmm. otherwise you're going to fall. The yep. closest thing to it is the one at Hartsfield. Oh yeah, if yeah, you've flown into Hartsfield, yeah, and yeah. um, and I get the sensation that what okay. So when I was in basic training, we had holiday break for because of Christmas, and we came home, and they sent us all home sick with basically walking pneumonia. So, and <laughs> I'm sick. I'm going up that escalator. Up at Hartsfield, and this is what going to the dra- up that escalator in Petrie Center always reminds me of, mm-hmm. because it's like you don't see anything about what's going on up there until you're right on it. Yep, you and, think you're uh, going into infinity forever. Yes, yep. and just mm-hmm. like then, when you go, you never know what you're going to see when you get to the top. Nope, nope. The, the thing that always makes me feel safe about riding the escalators at Dragon Con is I know. Mm-hmm. That if I topple over, there's a thousand people under me. <laughs> they'll break my fall. Your fall will be fine. Those other and that's 99. all that matters. That's all that matters, John. I I have seen people at Dragon Con on the Dragon Con escalators truly help each other out, including yes. one time when I was this somebody with a stroll who had a stroller and a little one, and two people, total strangers, came up. Went, oh, you're going upstairs, up the escalator? And each of them grabbed a corner of the stroller and carried it up the escalator. Aww. Nothing said, never saw the per- people again. They were, and they, it was thanks. And they went, that's just what we do. It's dragon. That mm. is very nice. I like that. I think I like that's that. kind of the spirit of dragon. Okay. So I want to ask a question. Mel, your publishing is called Bad Ash. That is A-S-H, folks. I'm... Don't don't go there. Bad ash. Uh, okay, wait, 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 wait. But let let's go correctly. Good ash, bad ash. I'm the one with the gun. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, that's so there true. So the 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 publishing company was named after my husband, and that was one of his favorite lines from The Evil Dead: "Is mm-hmm. good ash, bad ash. I'm the mm-hmm. one with the gun." So it became bad ash publishing. There we go. See, that's what I was wondering. Where did that come from? So perfect. <laughs> perfect. Bad and bad ashes pretty much just always bad. Um, but, you know, he tries. And so, John, how did you come up with Falstaff books? Well, I'm fat. Um, <laughs> I like to drink. My name is John. 
I'm also a theater nerd and a former ah. associate and a former um, production manager for a Shakespeare company here in mm-hmm. Charlotte. Ah. So Sir John Falstaff is a character from Shakespeare's Merry Wives of Windsor and mm-hmm. the Henry plays and he likes to drink and he's fat. So all of these things kind of worked together. And Mm -hmm. when I was working in, when I was writing for the internet poker industry, that was my pseudonym was Falstaff because most of us writing for mobbed up companies that are in a (laughs) moderately illegal activity didn't use our real names at the time. So I wrote as Falstaff, and then when I transitioned over to fiction that admitted it was fiction, as opposed to fiction posing as journalism, um, I used Falstaff books as the name I self-published under. And then in 2016, when I started publishing other people's work, I just expanded the brand. There we go. And I'm sorry, the thing I am going to love the most about all of these john is that i now see your face when you're about to lose it because you'll like throw your you throw your head sideways and it's awesome to be on together um yeah so actually i'm I'm actually fascinated i want to follow up with with john on on the uh so you used to write for uh internet poker sites yes i did uh tournament recaps for Sweet. some of the largest internet poker news sites in the world. I spent four years and did about 400 articles covering the World Poker Tour, the World Series of Poker, the World mm. Series of Poker Europe. And I ended up getting all of the non-Texas Hold'em poker games mm. because I knew how to play them. And most of our other writers only knew how to play Texas Hold'em. So because I could create a narrative around Deuce to Seven Triple Draw or um, Seven Card Stud or Low Ball um, or, you know, Omaha High Low, Mm -hmm. because I could create a narrative around hands of those games, I ended up doing kind of all of those for a lot of the major tournament series. And then I did a couple of years. I'd handled all the recaps for the main event for the world series. We had the sites I worked for had people on at the tournaments doing chip counts and live blogs. So whenever somebody famous would bust out or do something in poker interesting mm-hmm. they would put it on the live blog then i would get up before i went to my day job in the morning and i would co- consolidate 14 to 16 hours worth of live blog posts into a feature news article well wow. oh, wow. did you yeah. w- did you get out of the industry before the uh the crackdown or after no after oh, um, okay that was 2006 in the dead of night um yeah. <laughs> I have have playing for a while. (laughs) I have opinions, but um, yeah, that was 2006. And I guess it was, it was probably 2008 when I um, had a disagreement with my editor and the disagreement was that she thought I had a deadline and I didn't. And then she (laughs) thought that I shouldn't work for the company anymore. And um, she was, she won. 
So on that part. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And so was that some of your first paid writing, your first professional writing? Yeah, probably. I wrote I wrote here and there all through college and I wrote um off and on. I had started doing some blogging and that had helped develop my narrative voice, but as far as churning words for money, that mm-hmm. was when I realized, hey, there's actual money in this stuff. Yeah. Then I realized that, you know, when you start writing for things that aren't run by um, Eastern European mafiosos, um, <laughs> there's less money. Ah, that's, that's possible. And Mel wanted to ask you, what was kind of your first professional writing as well? Oh, professional? Well, can do, or non-professional. Or we love write. We love talking about writing. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm trying. I remember that my heart was horribly crushed in like a freshman in high school when a short story I entered in a contest didn't win. I remember it being about unicorns and pegasuses. So, you know, I, I can looking back now see why maybe it wasn't what they were looking for. But at that point, yeah, I was just horribly crushed. Well, but that uh, that led that I, you to fantasy lit, so there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I wrote for the my high school, not newspaper, but we actually did like a literary journal every quarter, wow. so I did that. And I can go back and find stories that I wrote through grade school and high school and into college because I was just always writing. Mm-hmm. And then a few years ago, actually after I moved to Georgia, one of my husband's friends introduced me to fan fiction. And don't get me wrong. I had been writing fan fiction before. We will never, ever let my stories of the Enterprise reach the light of day. (laughs) Wait, wait, which Enterprise? Wait, which Enterprise? Oh, please, I'm old. Class, okay, yeah. Oh, I thought you were the car rental company. No, no, no. Kirk and Spock and McCoy. I wrote all sorts of stories of them going to places and doing things. And I wasn't writing Flash or anything like that. I just wanted to be on the bridge of the Enterprise. Yeah. Because I wanted to go to different planets. That was awesome. That's much more respectable than the answer of Sailor Moon. (laughs) No, not not Sailor Moon. For, For me, it was Star Trek. And then I really got into just writing fan fiction because it was fun. I, I got to have fun with it. I didn't have to worry. And I wrote fan fiction pretty consistently for about four plus years. And I had a relatively big following. And by relatively big, I mean that if I posted a story, I had 10,000 hits in 24 hours. Oh, wow. That's that is so, yeah, that's I, a big following. I was, yes. Yeah, I, I was pretty good. And then one of my friends who's actually a very successful indie slash Amazon author now because 47 North picked him up was like, Hey, my, my original stuff is taken off. You should think about this. And I went, really? Cause this is right about 2010, 2011 when the eBooks oh. were taking off. Yep. And I was like, you think so? He's like, look, I've read your stuff. You'd be fine. You just have to write the original stuff. Mm-hmm. And I made it early mistake that I'm still paying for, but basically after that, I've been writing, I think, God, the first 
put it this way. I know for sure I have over half a million words of fan fiction published, and I'm almost at two million words of original fiction published by this year. Okay. So I've been pushing my my butt on a lot of stuff. It's just I've unfortunately had to take some time off from writing because Mm -hmm. of that evil thing called life that pretty much if I set a plan... Mm-hmm. It is going to blow up in my face, and I've had that proven most multiple times lately. So yes. I'm trying to get caught back up with where I wanted to be. Mel, Mel was 2020 before 2020 was uncool. Mm, <laughs> she, she was a 2020 hipster. No idea. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, it's one of those things that if you, I start talking about it, I will literally have everybody in this podcast crying. Because oh. it's just been that much drama oh. in my life lately. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about fun things like blowing up Australia. That's much more inter- interesting. Okay. We, it, we do have plots about, we do have those talk conversations, Mel and I have. How, how can we kill something? Mm. <laughs> well, um, Seska, what dissolves a body better? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, Oh, yeah, oh no, no, I've had that. I've, I've been like, I need a nicotine molecule. How can I break it into being something harmless? Yes, nicotine is deadly, by the way. It's a great way to kill people. It's yes, awesome. Yes, it is. Uh, and, John, what was the answer of the best way to get rid of a body? Oh, I called Jeannie Haddock um, for that. Uh, She's a frequent Dragon Con guest, and she mm-hmm. literally teaches a body a two-hour body disposal workshop for writers how would i miss that oh really oh I wow need to take I, that. I don't think she's taught it at dragon but she's taught it at other conventions around the south you know there but, might be an author somebody you know who does paneling at dragon con that might be an idea funny how that works that's amazing that yeah. that would be awesome because i i go down to i own a wood chipper i know where to find hogs and I'm perfectly capable of dressing a body for alligators to, de- to devour. There you go. Usually, uh, getting rid of bodies is not a difficult thing. There, well, I will also give you one from a public health standpoint, in case any of you ever need it. People might dig up a sewage tank to look inside the tank. They never, ever dig one up to look under the tank. So <laughs> do with that which you will. Fair enough. Just letting you know, from an environmental health standpoint, they usually don't do that part. And so, the grass is always uh, extra green over the septic tank. So. Yes, it is. Yes, it, yes, it is, Irma Bobek. That was awesome. I mean, honestly, I guess if I wanted to bury a body, I'd go take one of those old gas stations and bury it there. Because nobody will ever buy the land because it is so expensive to clean it's it absolutely up. absolutely terrible. Yes. Oh, it's you, so, you you can bury a hundred bodies there. Nobody would ever find it because nobody wants to pay the EPA fees to get it cleaned up effectively. So I can I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> nor, so, nor can I confirm or deny that they still have. That as soon as you get the pry the tanks open, that it's just a deep dark drop down there. So, but I wouldn't know that either. So so Seska, so is this how your 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 panels normally go at Dragon Con? Um, it's yeah. known to i have to be very um I, I have to have a lot of really good strong moderators if i'm not careful and which ironically two of them are here so 
That's why we're such hard kittens to herd because we're <laughs> usually the ones herding the cats. Yes. I, yeah, yes. I, I refer to my authors at times as dragon puppies. Oh, <laughs> so, so because I love dogs and I, I grew up more with dogs than with cats. Too many people in my family have allergies to cats. Uh, okay. And um, because they're yes. but but she cats to are eager to help, but they're yeah. also just ADD, but they're eager to help. They want to help and they want to help a lot. Which I'm is sorry. like a puppy. That, that is very true. Mel, what were you saying? So she steals pictures of my cats to post because she doesn't have any of her own. Well, cats are cute. Um, I they just are. also would, I would also give to the panelists and pros I love as well, which is the other way they're sometimes like a puppy is they make a mess. They pretend they didn't make it. And then they run away when you find it. Say it again, John. an editor. Oh, yeah. you've been at it. Yeah, right. There you go. And Mel, what were you saying? <laughs> I would like to point out that I'm the person that Siska comes and says, Hey, I have a mess. I'll go, I'll take care of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm and- very good at cleaning up messes. Uh, there you go. This is a really oh, disturbing conversation. May, may not involve shovels. I did have actually that happen last week. I was filming Drinking Fantasy, and they went, So, how can, how obvious can we be with our drinking? And I went, I'm not going to make you talk about booze without drinking, but like be subtle about it, you know? Like think Dragon Con rules be and be subtle about it. First thing they do is, salute, what are you drinking? <laughs> I might be the reason why when the overlords posted, hey, look, guys, don't 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 do that. Yeah. Don't do that. For the record, there's it's water in my cup tonight. And for the record, I have a lot of I'm medications thinking. and this is uh, half sweet and half unsweet tea because I've become 50 years old and I am trying to convince myself that I don't want to drink sugar syrup that is sweetened with brown, with tea leaves. But it's, yeah. Well, I mean, mine's tough. just water because it's early. Mm, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't judge people. I'm like, as long as you are functional on the panel. <laughs> And I, and I tell my volunteers all the time, don't make me make a rule. Because if I make a rule, I have to enforce the rule. So yeah. don't make me make a rule. And there are already rules about volunteers. So that, oh, yeah. those. Well, I also tell my panelists the same thing. Ah, uh, well, there you go. Now, I mean, you can make rules for panelists because you making them and us reading them are widely disparate things. <laughs> Well, it, what is that? Interpretation was, is everything. Says the guy who was 10 minutes late for this recording session because he didn't read <laughs> his calendar today. It <laughs> happens. It happens. Look, it's 2020. It, you showed up. We're very time, happy about this. That is my time, excuse for literally everything. Time has no meaning anymore. Don't you know that? No. <laughs> no, this is March 287th, right? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Sounds about right. I think that sounds about right. So, Mel, what have you got? coming out soon from Bad Ash. I'm really making sure everybody hears that H there. Publishing. Uh, so, I don't have dates in front of me, and since That's I'm on okay. my phone, I can't check oh, we're my not, dates. Again, time, got, time is all relative at this point. It's all relative. <laughs> well, it should be like two, two or so weeks out, but we've got book two of the Blood War series, which is the series I co-write with Doug Burby, 
who is a retired lieutenant colonel. And it's a really interesting series, and its voice is much different than the other stuff I write, simply because he adds a very, very real militaristic feel to it. It, to the point where I've had to chew on him to say, yeah, no, I understand. You understand what all the majors mean and who they are. But. The reader doesn't. We actually need to add tags. Mm-hmm. But it's involving demons and fae and angels and politics. And we try to destroy Washington, D.C. We don't succeed, unfortunately, but a really good attempt is made. And then later in September, I will have book three of my Twisted Luck series, which is called Educated Luck, and that cover is so awesome. And then as soon as my audiobook narrator, who is Autumn Juliet, is done, I will be pushing out my luck. And that I am actually going to go wide. I'm not going to go exclusive with Audible because I want to see if going through Find Away Voices, if I can get that much more widely spread, whereas with most of my fiction, because I don't have the platform John has yet, mm-hmm. I tend to go mostly with Amazon for the first year or so just to give me the Kindle page read to help you know, pay for the covers, the editing, yeah. <laughs> the, the cons, minor things. Mm-hmm. There you go. We, we always like to be able to pay for things. So, John, I'm going to ask you this question as well, but that is a really, a really big cat. cat. And my son has a 20-pound cat, and that is as big a cat as I've seen in a while. You know, this is Puck. Hi, he's Puck. My, he's my editor in Cat. Aww. <laughs> and he's only actually 15 pounds. Oh, okay. He's just but fluffy. there's a lot of floof here. Yeah, a lot of floof. And um, you can find plenty of pictures of Puck on my Aww. Facebook or on my Facebook group. Uh, so for those of you who are listening, you can find more about Puck later. Who's now going to... Who's now going to go write a novel. (laughs) He's done with me. He's going to go back and sleep on boxes of magic cards. There you go. Where where else does one sleep? Right. That sounds like a perfect use for magic cards. Ooh, the gamer's going to find you, Seska. No, they won't unless she's in the game room. (laughs) They'll be confused. They won't know what to do. Nobody knows. They won't even be in the right hotel. (laughs) It involves, going out, for it. it involves going out into the light. That is no, I have no problem with, with magic cards. It's just my, my ex used to store them under our bed, too. So that's kind of where I think they go. <laughs> <laughs> so this has actually been a really big year for Falstaff. We have had some significant releases from authors that are frequent guests at Dragon Con. So... Mm. I'm going to take a few minutes to plug them and then I've got some stuff coming out too and whatever that happens to. AJ Hartley is a Dragon Con regular and we released his new young adult novel this year entitled Impervious. And it is a portal fantasy that is a young girl who gets a necklace in the mail and realizes when she puts it on that it gives her prowess with bladed weapons. And over the course of the book, you realize that she is 
in this fantasy world, but the fantasy world is superimposed upon the real world and awful things are happening in the real world. Why? And she has to then, and she is dealing with them. And this is a book that AJ wrote after he survived a school shooting last year. He was in lockdown with his students at the university of North Carolina in Charlotte when there was a fatal school shooting. Mm -hmm. And this is the book that came out of that incident. And it's one of the most powerful books I've read in many a year. I sat down and read it straight through in three hours the first time I read it. And then I sat on the couch for a good 15 minutes, just kind of staring off into space processing. Um, It's really powerful and I'm really thrilled that we were able to bring that book out. Then we've then we did the <clears throat> print and ebook release of R.S. Belcher's book, The Queen's Road, which is a series that was created for Audible. It started off life as an Audible exclusive. And the way those books work is Audible buys and produces the audiobook. So the author writes the book and Audible produces an audiobook. They don't ha- Audible doesn't have a print or ebook division. So hmm. Audible does the audiobook and it is only available on audio for a period of time, in this case 6 months. So that book released at the very end of 2019, and we acquired the print and ebook rights for the book and released it this summer. And it's called The Queen's Road, and it's the first in a new, hopefully, a new series by R.S. Belcher. And this would have been his first year as a guest at DragonCon, but like all of us, he has gone virtual and done some programming for Fantasy Lit. Awesome. Um, Then we're also bringing out his new release in October is The Ghost Dance Judgment, which is the fourth book in his Golgotha series, which the first three books of that were published by Tor, and we will be publishing books four through six of that series. And frankly, we'll be publishing those books as long as Rod wants to write them for me, because I think he's a brilliant writer, and I have told him on multiple occasions that I'd publish his grocery list. Mm. So whatever he wants to send me, I'll send him a contract for. There you go. And then we just finished out the Isle Vale cycle by DB Jackson, who a lot of Dragon Con fans will know better as David B. Coe. He writes under both names. That was a series that was originally published. The first two books were published by Angry Robot Books. And we brought out the third book about um, about six weeks ago from when we're recording this. So we brought it out in July. Okay. I don't remember what day it is. So, And then I've got some new stuff coming. I'll have some Bubba the Monster Hunter novellas coming this year. And I'll have a new novel in my Quincy Harker Demon Hunter series coming this year. And that should be out by the time that we it'll be out sometime in september okay. quincy harker stuff 
really funny. I almost spilt strong chemicals on myself because of it. I was laughing so hard in the laugh. There, well, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. And more glad that you didn't spill it on the book. Yeah. Yeah. More important. <laughs> now, spill it on the book. But what, what chemicals were you were you dealing with when you were reading this? HCL, hydrochloric acid, and chloroform, and potassium iodate. Awesome. I don't know what that last one is, but the other two, yeah, I can see those working in a Quincy Harker book. Also, sulfuric acid was the other time I almost spilt it on myself. Sulfuric yeah. and nitric that time. Okay. Yeah, I can see those. Quit so, reading in the lab, lady. It's audiobook. Don't care. Stop. Oh, one of my favorite stories about the Harker series is a friend of mine was in line picking up uh, drive through at McDonald's. And right as the person said, right as she pulled up to the window, there was a particular line of dialogue where Quincy Harker threatened a demon with very unpleasant things with very, very holy objects. And the person who was handing her the food just kind of stared. And I said, yeah, you might want to pause the audio book that uses F-bombs like commas before you get up to the window. Just maybe. Throwing that out there. Maybe. You never know. Um, And so, wait. I am now fascinated with what Tiska's doing. She's... I don't know what. Okay, I am house sitting at my friend's house. Uh huh. And um, I my laptop just decided to remind me that it would like some power juice, and I'm trying <laughs> okay. to find. I found four cables, cables, but none of those are ones that are three pronged. Ah, there we go. The cats are fascinated by what I'm doing <laughs> oh, too. The cats are the cats are finding it absolutely amazing. They're like, our parents left us with the crazy pharaoh one again. (laughs) My cat, on the other hand, is sitting behind me, grooming himself, not giving a single care about anything I'm doing or saying, which is situation normal. Yeah, I was going to say, which is to say, it's being a cat. Yeah, Mel, where's your cat? Come on. Um, Honestly, I shut the bedroom door, Uh, so all four, five of them are outside and Probably complaining. They're yeah. only outside her bedroom door because she closed the door, though. <laughs> yes, and they are also planning your demise because you have no. But there's enough other people in the house right now to entertain them oh, and okay. or beg food from, and wow. I don't even have any food in front of me, so I'm not worthy of attention at the moment. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now, Seska, do you have the power juice on your laptop? So you I have the power it? juice in <laughs> going into my laptop. <laughs> So now you're doing some kind of video project for Dragon Con. Yes. What is that? So I, Dragon Con, as you guys know, canceled, right? But what we did was. Well, not canceled. Changed. It, it went, changed it went virtual. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you're right. I've, I keep fussing at other people about it. Now they have me doing it. Yeah. We went virtual. And, um. And the tradition of like people who send videos to soldiers and the thanks the uh, graduation virtual graduation addresses. Oh yeah, we're doing love notes to Dragon Con from people attending, professionals, guests who, and it's just a short video. Hi, like hi, I'm so and so, and this is why I love Dragon Con. 
And it's been, we're still working out how we're going to release them. If it's going to be like a YouTube or if we're embedding it in the programming, but it's been really phenomenal. Um, the responses and, um, I, I like to say I'm a crusty old vet who's allergic to human emotion, but the, some of them have kind of teared me up some, Oh, um, there's a lot of things that really hit to the core of dragon con and why dragon con has been it, what it is and what will always be, uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. which is that it's a sense of community and belonging. Yeah. And, um, so it's been really fun. It's been really great to see. A lot of these are very simple because I have uh, beyond no editing skills. Um, so <laughs> John's laughing. I have very little editing skills. So um, they've kind of come in and some of the people, like some of the YouTuber, YouTube podcast hosts that come in are, have done some amazing videos. And some of them are like, hi, I'm sitting in my living room. And I love Dragon Con because, and all of it's been great. Every single video has know. been heart touching and heartfelt. So uh, it's been an amazing project. And I think it kind of also brings back some of what we need to remember now, which is why we love people. Mm-hmm. Even, yep. And it's not just because we haven't seen them that we like them. <laughs> no, that's true. We do. We, as you said, that sense of community, I've always called it, you know, the family reunion for people that you actually want to see. Yeah. Um, um, I like what Casey Azell once put it as is she goes, it's the home planet. You never knew you left. There you go. I like that <laughs> idea too. Not a bad one, but yeah, I'm going to miss seeing some people. And, um, but that just means 2021 is the year of the Epic and it's going to be great. So awesome. Good. And, uh, so the other question I had for just kind of going around the three of you guys, if, Okay, so we have been. John doesn't read, so <laughs> he admits this. John, I, th- that's that's accurate. I do listen I mean, to audiobooks. I do listen to audiobooks. We could work on that. Yeah. I could. I, it's not I like mean, I, it's not like I don't have anything else to do now. No, right. You don't. Right. So if you were going to recommend yeah. one fantasy lit, yours in your publishing house, whatever saying this is the book that will actually make John read and start liking reading. And that is not to say that I never have read, but, but obviously, but, uh, yeah, it's it's you're functional illiterate of the group. (laughs) Okay. The thing is, is you can't say that unless we know what he likes to listen to or what stories he likes. Uh, Uh, so in this, in this area, I mean, um, I, I have read, um uh, uh the witcher series well several of the Witch- witchers um uh, books not not the entire series it's there's a lot of them are all of them um, so obsessed with food uh in in witcher I, I listened to one of the witcher books and he kept talking about food or sex to the point i was hungry uh, all the time <laughs> i mean I was uh, really yeah hungry. i mean yes um uh, let's see, uh, you know, the Harry Potter, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, hunger games. Um, what is the other? Oh, um, 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 oh, uh, what the heck is it called? Uh, I've, I've read, uh, two of his books, uh, the, um, it's not I'm like going to look it up. Uh, uh, 
vamp, Lee, vamp. Okay, I'll vamp. And also, I am a voracious reader. This is just one of the many bookshelves in the house. Um, so I love everything. The only kind of stuff I don't enjoy is my husband is a huge fan of Tolkien. I am not. So what is a possible fantasy genre a fantasy book i could read and he could read that we would maybe like to read together i just and this is still us hawking our own stuff yes please hawk your own stuff yeah we like that that's what we're we're talking about here yes well i mean for john i would tell him to start with fight which is a prequel novella so it's short if you don't like it you're only in thirty thousand words but there were scenes of it with some of the military scenes where I was trying not to cry. Oh, wow. And that's pretty impressive because I'm not a big crying person. And then Lee, for me, I would tell you to try my Twisted Luck, no ducks, series, mainly because it's my take on urban fantasy, but I'm completely skipping all of the romance because I'm really tired of stories that are 50% story and 50% porn. I'm not saying I have anything against porn. No, porn is... But I really yeah, just right. want a story. No, I, I, I'd really prefer not to turn bright pink in public when reading a book. <laughs> yeah, that's what fan fiction's for. But... Uh, <laughs> that's why you the is, and, Yes, that too. And Seska's read all three of them so far. Mm. They have relationships. They have friendships. But romance Pretty is good. not a plot line in these books. It Ooh. is coming of age and moving through life and growing up. And one of the things that I'm working on with this series is by the time the series ends, the main character will probably be in her fifties. Well, she starts out at 20. Oh, wow. So she's growing and changing with every book and becoming sometimes more cynical. Wait, and sometimes wait, you mean adventures caring. just don't happen to 20 somethings? No, they don't. No. And I, sometimes I did shit in my life outside of Dragon really Con in her 20s. <laughs> yeah well there you go yeah okay so um, what, what i should do john is i will send you an ebook and if, if sesco sends me or somebody you know your email addresses i will send you fight if you can actually get halfway through fight and not be interested i will declare that reading just is not something that grabs you no there we go no i'll just call him an illiterate fight's that good yeah fight fight's is that, that good, good. Good to know. John, did you realize what book it was that you read? Uh, yeah, so it was, it was oh, two by the, the 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 last two that I read were by, um, not that I've read, that... Um, I, you listened to on Audible. Back. Sorry. <laughs> Audible no, 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 I actually did read them right there. Oh, whoa. Um, wait. It was a book. What was uh, it? It's A. Lee Martinez. Um, Monster. Oh, God, hilarious. Monster and I'm trying to remember the title of the other one. It was the uh, diner one. Um, oh, Gills All Fright Diner. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yes. Baby boy, I got you. <laughs> you are mine. Okay, there we go. Go for it, John. But here's it. the thing. If you like Martinez, there was a time in the industry when there were literally only four people writing horror comedy. Mm-hmm. Martinez, Jeff Strand, me, and Rick Gualtieri. That was it. And then, um, oh, I'm going to blank on his name, but the guy who writes John Dies at the End. 
Then he came along. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm glad that was such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Then people then people started category stuffing because they decided that horror comedy was a small category and it was easy to get high in the rankings on that category. And we ended up with a lot of bear shifter erotica in the horror comedy listing. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Bear what? shifter? What? Yeah. How do you guys not know about this? Oh, yeah. Uh, I just I learned about sure... dinosaur pornography last year, okay? Okay, well, wait, wait. <laughs> I want to make sure I... What kind of pornography? Wait, what? Dinosaur. Dino, dino uh, oh. erotica. Oh, there's a I lot learned about that during my Boinking Beasties panel. I'm sitting there in the audience. I'm like, no, that's not a thing. Rule oh, no, that's totally a thing. I helped Rule a friend 34. design covers for that in the bar at Dragon Con the year before. Yeah, there you go. No, but wait, I was... So, we were talking... You said something else, John, that, that <laughs> before I got into the dinosaur porn, and I now actually want to see some of those that you've drawn because... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I didn't draw the covers. But so, oh, okay. You, you I just helped design. advise on layout. Like uh, put the boobs, put the boobs here, put the dinosaur here. Use this kind of font, that kind of thing. John would also like to be what? at the bar with you when you what? do this. Western bar, pal. Western okay, there you go, bar. Western bar. But I would also like to say bear shifter porn. You mean like werewolf shift? This is some were bears. Were bears. Were bears. So wait, yeah. it's, there's it's were rabbits. There's were. Okay, everything. that yeah. Okay, so it's it's basically a person becomes a bear. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to make sure to... I was correct on. What that and everything you think about where in the shifting process somebody mm-hmm. bangs the were bear, mm. yeah, happens. Yeah, rule thirty four. I wouldn't there. really think that somebody would want to do that in the middle of doing that. Now. Yep. So, but because you like Ailey Martinez, mm-hmm. I'm going to recommend two different series for you. Alrighty. One is called The Tome of Bill by Rick Gualtieri. He's one of my cohorts on the Authors and Dragons podcast. And Rick and I met seven or eight years ago because we ended up using the same cover artist for books that we self-published. And he used the same piece of stock art for the nerdy vampire for the cover of the book. So people were emailing me saying, hey, have you seen this Rick Gualtieri guy? He's ripping off your covers. And I was like, yeah, well, we use stock art, man. That happens. Um, But his Tome of Bill series is hilarious. And my Black Knight Chronicles are funny. They're funny vampire books. Okay. It's what happens when a couple of comic book nerds get turned into vampires and decide to play Batman. Now, is that is that uh, Night with <laughs> a K or Night, with, a, night with an N? Night with a K. Okay, Black Knight Crime. I mean, there's also an N, but it starts with the K. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know how to read. I also don't know how to spell. So thank you. Don't worry. Plenty of people. You can read my reviews on Amazon. Plenty of people say I don't know how to read either. and lee for you sounds like you guys are both kind of digging a high fantasy vibe Mm -hmm. but you want something without three page long descriptions and songs in the middle of action scenes please god no no three page description of a tree please god so for you i'm going to recommend Paul Barrett's The Necromancer, The Saga of the Necromancer. 
Other least, people have rec- recommended that to me. So, so Paul Barrett writes the Saga of the Necromancer for us at Falstaff. The first two books are out. One is A Whisper of Death and one is A Cry of Decay. Mm-hmm. And they are coming-of-age hero's journey books. Oh, so right. it has some of that same arc as the Lord of the Rings series, mm. but it does not have your Tolkien-esque It doesn't have pacing built for the 1930s and 40s. It has pacing built for a contemporary audience. That will help, yes. So, yeah, I really really think that those would probably be something that the two of you would enjoy together. And Mel's exactly right when when she said, John, what do you like? Because this is exactly what we do when somebody comes up to our tables at a convention. Mm -hmm. We play matchmaker with books. Because I don't care who you're sleeping with, but I do care that I get your money and you leave the book. (laughs) Now, I I will say this is a a total random plug. I I am not affiliated with Drew Hayes in any way. But Drew Hayes has a book. It's on Audible um, called NPCs. If you get a chance to listen or read to NPCs by Drew Hayes, the theory is a bunch of gamers are playing a campaign and they are stupid and their characters die. Okay. Which we've all had happen in a campaign. Mm-hmm. The story picks up with the NPCs in the game world, trying to figure out how to deal with the fact that the heroes just died and they have to go and solve the, the module because mm-hmm. if they don't, their town will be destroyed. I love it this. is one of the yeah. best, and most hilarious thing because it's Dungeons and Dragons and elves and role playing, and it's all the characters that we never pay attention to when we're playing the games. It yeah. is well worth the listen or the read just to make you laugh. Excellent, good to know. And, and Seska is oh Drew, no, sorry. Drew is also on the Authors and Dragons podcast with me and Rick. Oh, Glenn. is he? Yes. Oh, okay, now you got to introduce me, John, because I've been reading Drew Hayes' uh, Superpowered and NPCs for a while. He is excellent. Yeah, Drew and Rick and me and Steve Weatherall and Joe Brassi and Robert Bevan do a podcast where comedy and fantasy authors play D&D mm. terribly. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> and this weekend, which obviously this will air well after it this weekend we're doing the second ever authors and dragons con so we went online as well because 2020 but yeah we're we play D &D. we're gonna do various panels and things but yeah that's me and drew and rick and three other brilliant writers so if you, if you get a chance, introduce me to Drew, because again, I've been reading him for a while and he is just absolutely excellent. And I'd love to get a chance to talk story ideas and stuff with him. Oh, I'll be happy to. Well, and I love to as a game. Oh, you, you are cutting out Lee. Oh, am I better now? Uh, slightly. Okay. I love this because about community. No, I'm not sure. I John to. No, you're 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 not. You're not that. <laughs> I think you're you not died. frozen. As is as is 2020. 
Actually, I did have a question. I, I did have a, a a question for you guys. Speaking of 2020, has has what has happened? Uh, what's been happening uh, this year? Brought up any new story ideas for you, or made you rethink some of the things that you were possibly in the process of writing or, or doing? It's I have lots of things I'm absolutely avoiding in any of my stories because I'd <laughs> like this to be fantasy and not reality. Well, that is fair enough. That's a big thing that we're all trying to figure out is does this does this whole situation does this does this virus exist in our fantasy worlds mm-hmm. because this is a this is a lifestyle and behavior change that is incredibly far reaching and we have to figure out if if this exists in our world and if so, how do our characters respond to it? Um, my, my personal writing tends to be fairly political. Mm-hmm. So yes, there are things that have happened this year that are showing up very, very pronouncedly in mm-hmm. the Harker book I'm writing right now. Um, because I set my urban fantasy in this world. So those things that affect me affect my characters. But also we released a book by Chris Jackson, another perennial Dragon Con guest. We released a book called Dragon Nemesis, which was his the second in his Dragons of Boston series. There was a lot of epidemiology built into that book about the idea of spreading a dragon plague Mm. and lots of things about how viruses work and how things mutate. And it was very, it ended up being very prescient and he and I had to go back and triple check the science because now everybody's an expert epidemiologist because mm. we're all on the internet and everybody's an expert. <laughs> hey, John, next time you need an epidemiologist, I got somebody with a PhD in it. Awesome. Uh, and I, I know a couple too. Oh, just, yeah. Well, you work at that big disease area downtown. No, I just maybe. told Chris to go triple check his stuff. <laughs> just triple check it. Just check his, it. his name's on the cover. There you so. go. <laughs> All right. So we are coming up on our time limit. Um, John, mm-hmm. do you want to tell them the fun thing we're going to do? At the so, end? so, you know, this year's <laughs> this, this, this year, uh, in, in years past, we typically play a game at the end, but this year we decided to start trying to learn a little bit more about our guests. So we found, you know, science is a big theme, um, for 2020. So I found this most, uh, awesome, scientifically accurate book called awesome social media quizzes so uh we're all going to uh take a social media quiz together and find out today which which classic rock anthem would you be out of all the classic anthem rock anthem rock rock anthem rather classic rock anthem okay and john we're only doing five right sure we'll only do five well actually these ones are really quick these are actually i don't care stop it All right, so I'll ask each of you the same question, uh, and you just give me one, and I keep score for the for uh, you know because that's how that's how science works is there's only five possible answers to anything, and right. they have a weighted value. 
That's how it <laughs> and works. And they have a weighted value. And yeah. <clears throat> I will point out, though, that I did actually go to an actual bookstore, a physical bookstore, when I found this. So, I recognize that sticker. Yeah. It, <laughs> I used it, to work for that company. Yeah, it, there it, you go. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't an expensive book, mind you, but <laughs> I did buy it at an actual bookstore. I do go to bookstores when, when they were open. In the before times. Yes. You only went to the ones that had coffee shops built into them. Well, <clears throat> fair enough. But <laughs> no, I actually, that's, that's not 100% it's true. It's also actually. a way my kids, for. My kids read. I don't. Right. My wife it's reads. Also a way, I don't. It's a way to take teenagers somewhere and you can let them go around. Them. Now, yep. in my defense, just, just to defend, because I have to do this uh-huh. every year because I get really offended. I get really defensive about this. I do read, but it's all mostly technical manuals. Yeah, he is he is a very technical IT kind of person. So he does read. Uh, you know, he can read. I can tell you about So we should give know. him a whole bunch of manuals then? <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Wired subscription. <laughs> I, I it's kind of the same thing. Give anybody crap for doing or not doing something because I get enough crap for not digging anime. So oh, neither do I. <laughs> you, you, you do you, boo-boo. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. My policy is to never diss on somebody else's joy unless there it's illegal. Yeah. Uh, and or amoral. Well, there's a lot of stupid laws. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. This is like hands down illegal, you know? Yeah, if your joy is dismembering living people... Yeah, That's see, hands cool. down, like, it's the legal, <laughs> completely immoral. Which, again, because of what the earlier conversation about, <laughs> how do the best and, way to get rid of a body. And we also know that Seska has a lot of access to a lot of chemicals. Can we now know? I've seen Breaking there are Bad. Many things. Like, I've seen Breaking Bad. Yeah, I have the same degree. saw somewhere. <laughs> All right, so here's your first question. Choose a leading man. Matthew McConaughey, Harrison Ford, Matt Damon, Brad Pitt, or Robert Downey Jr. Lee, we'll start with you. Harrison Ford. Okay. Seska? Oh. You can use the same one, too, by the way. Whichever one is your fancy. No. What was the one after Harrison Ford? Uh, Matt Damon. Never mind. Harrison Ford. Okay. Mel? Harrison Ford. Okay. And John? Robert Downey Jr. All righty. Uh, choose a lead. He wasn't on the list. Yeah, he was. I said he was. Robert he was. Robert was Do you want to change it? You can change it. Oh. No, I just said isn't what I heard. But okay, so, no, Harrison Ford. Because you know, in, in real science, when you learn something new, you you can change your mind. <laughs> um, you learned that yeah, too, and you know, some people never learn that. Um, nope. Okay, so choose a leading lady, uh, Gal Gadot. Angelina Jolie, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Sandra Bullock, or Uma Thurman? We'll start with you, John. Um, Gal Gadot, because there's no one else on the list. <laughs> um, Lee? Uh, actually, I'm going to go with Gal Gadot as well. Seska? Gal. I, I have a huge, huge crush on her. And Mel? Sandra Bullock. All right. Yeah, Gail's in my uh, top, uh, my top ten. Choose a franchise: Marvel, DC, Star Wars, The Fast and the Furious, or Transformers. We'll start with you, Seska. Oh, I can't decide. It's either DC or Transformers. Yeah, I was just going to say we had a conversation before the show. Yes, we did. I think I might have to be Transformers. Okay. How about you, John? Marvel. 
Alrighty. And Mel? Puffy. Puffy. <laughs> Is that Fast and Furious? I'm not sure. We're going to replace Fast and Furious with Buffy because that's the genre. Because there's no genre elements to Fast and Furious. Yeah, that is other true. than The Rock, who's everything. Um. So yeah, we'll go over that. Sure. And uh, uh, Lee. Uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. All right. Uh, choose a director. Uh, James Cameron, John Woo, Quentin Tarantino, Steven Spielberg, or Ron Howard. We'll start with you, John. That's actually a little tough. Mm-hmm. There's a couple I mean, in there, Big. I swear, like Tarantino, but I, re- but I really love me some John Woo fight scenes. Mm-hmm. So I got to go John Woo. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you, uh, Mel. Michael Bay. Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael Bay. Uh, which one would that be? I guess closest would be James Cameron. Probably, yeah. Maybe, James except James Cameron usually has some sort of character development. I mean, I was um, going to say, great big spectacle, kind of a prick. Sure, James Cameron, Michael Bay, got to be the same guy. All right, we'll go with that. Uh, I like the explosions. He does really good explosions. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Lee? Oh, uh, Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Hey. Oh, that for you. Seska. I never pay attention to the directors. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> Just okay, who is wait, which on the list has directed uh I think James Henry Cavill? Who is at Henry Cavill is on there? Yeah. Uh no idea. I don't think, none of them. I don't think any of them have. Ron Howard, I think. Maybe. Most li- he would be the most likely to have. Likely. Yeah. So which one which one do you want to go with, Seska? I'm gonna go with James Cameron. It's the only name I can remember. <laughs> You can't ask him to repeat them. I will promise you that as well. Uh, choose, choose a setting. A big metropolis, a desert, a football field, a small town, or the open road. And we'll start We'll start with you, Seska, so you don't forget. <laughs> Not a desert. I know better. Um, I don't know. We'll go with a football field. That would be a novel experience for me to see. Um, Lee? <laughs> Do football. Um, okay, I know there was desert and football field and metropolis. What were the other two? Uh, a big metropolis, a desert, a football field, a small town, and the open road. Oh, wait, can I change mine to a small town? Sure. I know what those are. <laughs> I would hope you know what the other things are, too. I mean, I, intellectually, I know what a football field is, but me and football, come on. But you're most intimately acquainted with desert. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, is why I'm not going there. Yeah, no. Uh, I will go, unfortunately, with small town because I am acquainted with them, but you, out of those, yeah. Uh, how about you, Mel? All the options suck, so I'm going with the desert landscape of the moon. <laughs> okay, I like that one, too. That's and John? Metropolis. Metropolis. All right. All right. More okay. bars. <laughs> okay, Lee wants me to stop there, so we'll stop there. Yeah, we're stopping there. I will I will go do the math now because math is difficult. And math is difficult for him. So Seska, let's start with you. Where can where is the best place for people to find during the Dragon Congo's virtual stuff that Fantasy Lit is doing? 
So we have a fantasy pa- we have a fantasy Facebook page called Fantasy at Literature at DragonCon. Okay. And as well as a YouTube channel with the same crazy long name. Mm-hmm. And a that I just set up. So if you go look, if you're looking at it before DragonCon, there there are some previous year panels, but not many. Okay. And um, then we also have a Facebook group called Fantasy Literature Trackering because okay. I'm very creative. I leave the creativity to the professional. <laughs> there you go. That's all. And um, Mel, how can people find your books and your company? Uh, you can find my company at Badash Publishing, and if you sign up for the newsletter, you get a free book. Ooh. And you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Badash Books. And then my sci- my urban science fiction series, not fantasy, urban science fiction series, you can find everywhere now, including the libraries. And then Twisted Ooh. Luck and Blood War is still exclusive to Amazon at this time. Okay. Great. The badass books will find me about anywhere. Badass books. I like that. And John, what's the place to find your company and or and your own stuff? You can find Falstaff Books at the startlingly original FalstaffBooks.com. There we go. You can chase us down on all forms of social media with Falstaff Books. Mm-hmm. You can join our Facebook group, which is called the Misfit Toys because our slogan is we're the misfit toys of fiction. I have a Facebook group, which is John G. Hartness Books. Um, I have a website, johnhartness.com. Mm-hmm. It took me a minute to think of that, <laughs> which tells you how Good job. frequently it's updated. But mm-hmm. falstaffbooks.com, our Falstaff Books social media is everywhere under the company name. I am John Hartness everywhere on social media and the groups the misfit toys and the uh the john g hartness books facebook group are the best ways to find out the most current goings-on as well as obviously signing up for our newsletter and getting free stuff always fun to find free get free stuff john have you done the math i have done the math yeah and uh uh so let's see give you the results these these highly scientific and official results uh they cannot be changed after the fact all right so it looks like a seska and lee have are would both be the very same uh classic rock anthem and oh. that is is don't stop believing okay hold on to that feeling <laughs> this journey standard captures the hope of youth and the importance of the human condition uh mel on the other hand was born to run uh, this classic by the boss appeals to the wanderer and all of us. It just makes you want to get in the car and drive. And John, your highly scientifically, uh, scientifically done result words, um, is we will rock you. You are the, yeah, will. <laughs> I, I think I've heard him say that this queen hit is all about confidence. Well, I guess that's this. See again, scientifically accurate about confidence. And you will not, uh, you cannot get pumped up when you hear it. Cannot you can not, you can't not get you can't not it. get pumped up when you hear it. So there you go, uh, John. And by the way, John, I did just a uh, uh, I have a long I have actually going to be in the car ten hours tomorrow as I drive my ah. my daughter back and forth um, 
uh, to college. Well, she's not, I mean, I'm driving her there. I'm coming. I'm doing the fourth part. Um, uh, so pray for me, but, um, and the, the, anyway, uh, let's not get into the, to the sending kids away at this point to live in a dorm. Um, uh, so I did just download your authors and dragons podcast and I will be listening to that as well as, uh, I'm sure some of your guys books here in the future too. So I'm, I'm really glad you told us that your daughter is college age because you really, really don't want to listen to that with small children in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Both it's, of my, uh, it's but, rated NFs, NSFA, not safe for anybody. Not safe. <laughs> uh, well, actually, as it turns out, she'll be in a car behind me because we did not get a car big, rent a car big enough to store all this stuff. So we now have to take two cars. So that's oh my. That that's thing I said about wow. pausing the audiobook at the window at the drive-thru, that same, goes for podcasts. Same thing with that, too. Oh, yes. Yes, it does go with podcasts. <laughs> Even when it's podcasts, your friends are on, which you should have known better no matter what anyway. I don't know what you're talking about. We've been at this an hour, and I haven't dropped a single F-bomb. <laughs> I, I was going to say, we've been very clean, really. No, we, very we, clean. You guys have been wonderful. No, you guys have been wonderful. I wasn't... I was talking about... <laughs> John Boutel's friends and I. So. <laughs> Those people have some terrible. Um, hey, if she needs a good recipe for Everclear, I know I have one that makes it into sanitizer. <laughs> that, that, she's she's fine. Thanks. Way to go, kid. There you go. She is a uh, she's twenty. So right. Mm-hmm. That means she's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I have all food grade ingredients. You can drink the stuff I make at home. Even the hydrogen peroxide is food grade. There you go. Uh, I'm worried about Seska now. I'm actually worried about the, this whole panel, to be honest oh, with you. Now? You're just now worried about me? Oh, You're dense. <laughs> it takes him a while. So, so until next time. This... We broke him. Broke him! <laughs> I tell you, people, and I hope you enjoy. Uh, And look at how red his uh, face gets. That's my favorite part. Okay. So until joining us on some indeterminate number of days of Dragon Con, and we hope that we'll see you again next time when we talk to other cool people. Well, when the the actual hosts talk to other cool people, and you can find out that their next set of guests are not nearly as ridiculous as we were, and they can't break John. So. So we're good at breaking people. We broke him so bad we needed the other John to save him. All right, with that, we're done then. Leah, you can say bye. Bye. This was a production of the Unique Geek. Call our comment line at 8133210TUG. That's 8133210884. Email us at thegeeks at theuniquegeek.com or 50days at theuniquegeek.com. Follow the Unique Geek on Facebook and Twitter. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike license. Bye. I'm, I'm leaving it at that. <laughs> awesome. Woohoo! And we're out, right? And we're out.